Hi, I'm John Alvin. You listen to Jack and Luke on the OCR audio. I'm Leon Kofo, the reigning OCR European Short Course Champion, and you're listening to OCR Audio. I'm Steve Hammond from Spartan Race, and you're listening to OCR Audio. Gonna be an epic show! I mean, that took like 45 minutes. Um, but then running was really good. But as we got down to the car, we drove back home. Uh, we got ourselves a burrito, and then my legs just start working again. Burrito. You're so American. Burrito. <laughs> trying to fit in over here. I'm wearing like a Spartan T-shirt. And oh. uh, <laughs> yeah, we ha- we're having pizza, and uh, we're training at a recreational center at a university. We're trying to be American a little bit here. so. Yeah, but evidently, being Danish is the way to go in America, because you guys pulled off an amazing results last weekend. Talk, let's talk about Spartan. Let's, what, I mean, first Spartan for both of you? Um, Nikolai did the super. I joined in on the sprint. Um, yeah. And I think Nikolai kind of took them with their pants down. Uh, they were, yeah, with the super where he finished second. Uh, that was pretty amazing. It was my, it was my uh, first uh, Spartan race, uh, race like ever. Uh, it was really nice to have like a really good experience well uh, a really good experience there but I was you know I was you know I was kind of close to beating uh, VJ but uh, <laughs> well uh, he uh, well uh, he got me in the, in the end yeah. but you know uh, anyway it was, it was really really awesome to have like a this kind of racing uh, the first time I did uh, Spartan race so yeah it was... I tell you what good job there was no balls out there because you guys wore just all red and the shortest shorts you could find. I liked it. The shortest shorts we could find. Actually, I lost my pair of shorts that weekend, and uh, we ordered new ones, and they got here yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we even got more because a lot of the guys from Denmark were like, where did you guys get those shorts? And we're like, ah, we'll get you some. So we're bringing some home. Because um, I was chasing Nikolai during the super. I was taking care of myself not to, to – um, I was having a little bit of Achilles pain this January, so – I mm-hmm. was taking it a little bit easy with the race and chasing Nikolai. And I could hear them all the time. Who's that fast guy in the red tracksuit? <laughs> Is that, does it say Denmark? What? <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, so that was kind of the point, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, to make sure that they knew we were from Denmark. <laughs> they know now. They know, yeah, now. They know now. You're both marked men. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Nicolai, with it being your first ever Spartan, how did you find the obstacles? Were they very too technical, or were they very easy? What did you? How did you what was your thoughts on the on the race? Uh, well, yeah, the super uh, <laughs> was uh, was like mostly uh, uh, running the first part and like uh, kind of uh, light obstacles, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't have any problems with it all. Uh, it was just you know uh, really fast running and light obstacle, and that's where I got. I got a lead up to like uh, 25 seconds, I think, uh, you know, we're down to PJ Jones and, uh, well, and a quick event. Uh, and I was like, if, playing, okay, this is going really good. <laughs> but then, then like we met all the, like the, uh, the more classical, uh, Spartan obstacles, like all the heavy stuff, like the, uh, Hercules hoist, uh, where I, well, I could do it, but I was not at, as, Pass as uh, the American boys there that were, were um, like uh, 
they were taking a lot of uh, time uh, for at me at these obstacles, and then you know all, all the like all the carries, I think it was doing all right, but I I think they were like uh, adding a little bit on me there, and that was like the last part of the obstacles where all the heavy uh, stuff was, and then at the uh, tire flip, I was um, I knew it was really heavy, uh, and it was uh, well definitely the hardest one for me because of you know. I had some problems like getting the uh, well, uh, getting the fingers under the tire and you mm. know get the grip, yeah. Uh, and I was spending like maybe ten or fifteen uh, uh, well, seconds more than VJ. Mm. And then he got me there and uh, well, yeah, well, plenty got a lead on me there. Uh, so that was like where I came down um, at the second place, and then I was you know uh, well, uh, trying to chase down. Uh, VJ. Uh, after that, we got like maybe two kilometers left, and it, it was like a spear throw and a lot of the of the walls and and some carriage left. And I was like really focused on on the spear throw, but um, I managed to do it. Oh, good lads! Yeah. Nice. How much do you weigh, Nikolai? I weighed uh, well, uh, sixty-five kilos. <laughs> no wonder you're struggling. I mean, like Kurt DeWin, <laughs> all those guys—they they weigh nearly double you weigh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's actually fun that um, so the super was a loop of like you you run maybe a mile of or like a kilometer and a half of the sprint, and then you would do the big super loop, come back, and then do the last two thirds of the uh, of the sprint course. Mm-hmm. And when Nikolai came back from the entire super loop, he would have a thirty thirty five second uh, leap. Um, and that was part of the plan. Like after a couple of kilometers, he would yeah. make the kick and then go for it because Vijay's only 20 years old. And uh, I mean, he's in good shape, but mm-hmm. Nikolai's been running since he was 13. He's been running for more than 15 years and yeah. he, like he has a huge engine. So the fact that Vijay overtakes him is not Nikolai gassing out. It's more, he hit obstacles that would stop him more because yeah. Yeah. So st- he still had energy. Like he could still push hard with his uh, with his engine yeah but, yeah exactly. yeah after, i was pushing really hard but it was not you know i'm not used to these kind of heavy obstacles to have i just you know i i i slowed a little bit down like after the obstacles i need to you know uh will uh get back in the running rhythm and uh, yeah but uh, i mean at the end of the day yeah it's your first it's your first spartan you came yeah. second yeah, you know what I mean. That, that's pretty impressive. I mean, can you imagine what's going to happen once you've done three or four? If you do three or four, you know, you're really going to get better and better and better. And that, that second will turn into first, and then that first will turn into how do we catch this guy? Right, exactly, because I know where to get the seconds. Uh, because I know, like this, uh, the uh, well, uh, specific obstacles where I struggle a little bit. I know, you know, how to how well. Uh, now I know how to uh, prepare for them, and that's uh, like really nice to know. So I'm, um, well, I have a good feeling about it. So, but yeah, the super course was super interesting for for to see Nikolai race that, and he, I definitely think that it was a success that he broke the American barrier. Because mm-hmm. one of the thoughts we had going here is that if you want to break into an American market, like doing mm-hmm. really well at OCR World Champs, simply won't do it. Mm-hmm. especially now that it's in England, because you will just have a lot of Americans, especially the Spartan racers, who will not leave America uh, and will not consider OCR World Champs an obstacle race, especially if they're 
like only into Spartan racing. I heard your episode with Ryan Kent, and he's very dedicated to to Spartan race. I don't think we'll see him do worlds and be like, wow, this is this is the right way to do OCR. And if they beat me here, they are better OCR athletes. Like you, you got to get into their turf and then shake it up there if you want to make a mark in the American market. And uh, I think with Nikolai hitting two seconds and uh, I'm taking fourth just behind Kent on, on the sprint, I think yeah, that was really, it went quite well and we had a lot of fun. We made some new friends um, and we just had an amazing time over here. And yeah, it was a good lead up for, for the training camp because this could have gone a lot worse. Like, because uh, I remember seeing that tie, I was like, that's a, big tire that's a really big tire we're like holy shit this may this may actually end up really bad like <laughs> if yeah. we can't flip the stupid tire so we were writing all our spartan friends like what about that special grip stuff how do you get that <laughs> can't get underneath how do you do that pinch grip pinch grip the just ask, you know? ask john he, he he struggled with that in the world championships i, I don't know if you watched uh, the live feedback of john album in the world's but when he when he came up to that tire and he had only got a few seconds on, um, can't remember his name now. His name's gone. Yeah. Killian. 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 He just could not get that grip properly, and it was agonising. It was like, oh my god, come on! And then as soon as he got that, it was like, Woof. but yeah, see you later, John. But yeah, that, that that's was a nice. nerve-wracking race. That yeah. was a nerve-wracking race. And I think, hey, just to put it out there, but one of the reasons we are trying out Spartan right now is because we are interested in the Spartan worlds. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I'd like to... Um... Take over and kick off. Hey. <laughs> hey, Natasha, here you are. I made it. <laughs> Hold on, this is not good, because if these boys are doing Spartan worlds, that means they're going to be racing against us. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to wear a bright red Denmark top. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got a few of those. <laughs> I'm sure. So, Leon Nikolai, with um, this foray into the US market and doing the race over there, um, and with Spartan now having probably the biggest prize purse in all of OCR, they've just put out that their money's up to about two million in prize money. Is this kind of the way that you're going to be going now you're going to do some more european spartans maybe the european championships i know you guys are going to poland to do the euros this year but maybe in the future looking more towards doing bigger spartan races let's have nicole answer this uh, yeah, one well, first then i'll go for it uh well also like one of the reasons of course uh i have i would like to pose a bit uh, on spartan is that that there's a really good competition there. Uh, also, uh, well, uh, of course, in America, but, all, but also um, in Europe. And they got these, you know, more uh, mountain-based mm-hmm. uh, well, obstacle races. And I will uh, really like to go into that. I have a, I have a plan going to Spartan Race Machine uh, this year. Uh, you know, also, you know, to try out, like, running in in uh, altitude and uh, with, with a lot of elevation there. Yeah. Uh, because I've been doing like uh well uh well uh, two other uh, sky races uh well just to try out you know mm-hmm. uh, in big mountains and well I really really love that because uh, also I like I want to combine uh, the mountain running and the obstacle racing because I uh, I'm all like a long distance runner and I kind of love to do uh, like a really uh a really like a tough terrain um. And it's also what I'm uh, very best at. So, 
Yeah. I think you I think you did quite well on the old mountains, wouldn't you? Purely because of your stature and your and your quality of running, you're a bit of a mountain goat, wouldn't you? So you'd be pretty good at these sort of mountain style Spartans. Yeah, exactly. I kind of know. And also, of course, we'll, we got like absolutely no mountains uh, in Denmark, but <laughs> I think we like uh, we we have like found a way uh, to uh, will uh, to uh, train for it anyway. Uh, because I've been like I've been doing also um, also when the uh, will uh, OCR um, World Champions was in Ohio and in Canada. Uh, well, we didn't do like very specific mountain training, but I think we did like uh, really good anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think it's possible. Um, I, well, I, I think it's possible to uh, prepare for this kind of racing, even though you're not living in a country with with, with, um, with mountains. So yeah, <laughs> it's quite possible. Use all your yeah. OCR funds for traveling the world to yeah. places. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say, just yeah. find the nearest 50-foot hill and just run up and down, up and down, up yeah, and down. Yeah. <laughs> Nikolai grew up on an island where actually there is, it's a very hilly terrain. So yeah, he, yeah. he naturally had a little bit of uphill running. because he, He's been running since he was a kid. Uh, and then, I mean, last year when we did um, uh, four <clears> to six weeks in New Zealand, uh, that was more, it, I yeah. mean, this is more of a training camp. Right now we're suffering a lot more. But that time was more of an exploring mountain. So just running up and down yeah. mountains, that was good fun. Mm-hmm. We are also, of course, uh, trying to go places uh, to have a, a, a couple of weeks here and there uh, to do some kind of mountain running. Uh, of course, it's uh, it will uh, sure help us. Yeah, yeah. yeah help. much better downhill. Than- are you doing the washing up to fund your trip as you go around? <laughs> I we um, no we we try to um, I mean Nikolai uh, winning a bit of prize money sure does help uh, everything. Else <laughs> you mean he's paid for you? <laughs> <laughs> so actually we have a we have a great arrangement where um, oh, what Nikolai wins that he pays for. <laughs> I do a lot of the uh, management stuff for uh, Nikolai has a master degree in sports science and my master degree yeah. is in uh, economics and mathematics. So I do a lot of um, of the management stuff for our uh, little team here, mm-hmm. um, and sets up a, a, a quite a bit of our collaborational stuff. And then for a trip like this, um, I organize some of those things, and then we agreed to share the prize money. Uh, so whoever wins uh, yeah. the prize money, we just share it, like we share all the potential sponsorship stuff that would be part of it. So yeah, yeah. cannot be a part of the team. <laughs> I want to be in the team. <laughs> <laughs> And also, like I don't know if I know you have been talking about it before, but we also have these all these you know uh, training events. Uh, well, the training events back in Denmark, uh, we help we play kind of you know uh, taking uh, care of a lot of people there uh, uh, with different uh, events like out well outside uh, the events and also events in uh, in uh, well in the gyms where we try to of course uh, teach uh, teach people about. Uh, Oh, yeah, as you do too. So, yeah, mm. it's also a way to... Work I, I want to know, Jack, how's that going? How's your training coming along? Now my training coming on? Yeah, good. I'm actually currently designing obstacles as we speak. Um, I know I spoke to Nikolai a couple of weeks ago and he gave me a couple of guys in Europe to look at. So I'm now... I'm, I'm finding there's so much, like... I don't know, I'm like a little kid in a school shop, right, in a sweet shop. Every time I go on Instagram and look at like these European obstacle course races, I'm thinking, why have we not got that in England? Like we are so far behind 
it yeah. is unreal. And it's simple. It's a bit of wood and a bit of rope. And it's like, that's amazing. And we haven't got that. We, we tend to either go too big, but we don't think about the simples. Simples. And I'm trying to think about bringing back that style of racing back in England. So, yeah, interesting. I mean, obviously, it's all time and money. But um, slowly and surely, I'm talking with Natasha and obviously Luke, and we're trying to get some bits done. And hopefully, in, by this summer, I'll have a fully functional course. Um, maybe you guys could come down and hold an event. Yeah, maybe and that, would, that would be amazing. Because we want to come to the UK to do some racing. I think it's relevant to try a nuclear race before Worlds. And, um, yeah, we, we've done some, uh, now we're doing sprint and super. We may swing by for a beast and, uh, run hand in hand with Luke and one of those, that would be fun. Uh, come to Perth. Yeah. yeah come yeah. to Scotland. There's a good one yeah. up there. Good one in Scotland. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. It's pretty much about two, three miles straight up at the start, wasn't it? Yeah. One hill. <laughs> That's where we're going to send the goat. I'll be there for one of the fat ones. Uh, <laughs> Leon will do the kids' race. <laughs> yep. <laughs> talking, uh, yeah, talking about the the kids' race. So um, we just heard a rumor about Spartan uh, Ultra Worlds. Right. Um, breaking news. Tell us, tell us. No, we might not. Have, I don't think we have any breaking news. It's just uh, I think there's a big chance we're seeing um, the first Scandinavian Spartan race happening mm. uh, at the end of this year. So that would be. Uh, Scandinavia potentially somewhere that uh, not the country we live in um, but um, somewhere around there there may be a 24 hour uh, kind of thing <laughs> potentially right uh, cool nice well, that'll be are good are you guys thinking about doing the 24 hour or Spartan uh, no <laughs> <laughs> maybe in like two years but I think uh, I think I'd need about six months to recover from that <laughs> I agree. I think I'm with Natasha on that one. We'll be there cheering, having a beer or something. Just uh... <laughs> definitely, some, definitely something in a couple of years when we're not focused on the series. I think uh, the endurance stuff will be something to then do something different. For me personally, I um, this year is going to be make or break for me. This year, I think I'm going to go for the series. Depending on how that goes, that will then determine what I do going forward. I think because. I have got a real itch for a bit like what Nikolai's doing, the long distance adventure racing. I just haven't hit that because I'm too bothered about the supers and the sprints and the beasts. Mm -hmm. just, as, as you're feeling right now, Leon, you know, you can't go and do 20, 30 mile runs in Grand Canyon because your legs won't allow that the next day, you know? So, mm -hmm. so yeah. What do you mean? He's got his recovery down. I saw him in the ice bath with the pizza. <laughs> yeah, but he can't walk. Oh, no, <laughs> the next day I couldn't walk. This is still a pain. Like getting out of bed, I was like, "Oh, I hope this is good today." Put out my legs. Like, no, oh, nope, they're not. They're not good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you make sure you rest up for Arizona. Oh yeah, Arizona. Yeah. But, I mean, we're we're still doing um, training today. It's going to be a couple hours of strength training, a twelve-kilometer run, and then we're doing calisthenics, grip. A bouldering and a bit of cross trainer tonight. So I think we've got a pretty good oh, program. Oh, my perfect day! Hey, we oh. have a bit. So um, in Arizona, what race is there? Is it a super and a sprint again? Yeah, yeah. But the sprint first. Oh. Yeah. Um, you both, you doing both? So yeah, uh, 
the sprint is probably going to be the most competitive uh, we've heard yeah yeah bring it uh, nice. well, uh, we know well we have confirmed uh, that uh, VJ is coming there maybe doing a uh, super we don't really know uh, and mm. I don't know if uh, he will do. <laughs> and then also um, also uh, will uh, Benny Gifford is coming uh, to Ooh, the don't worry about Benny. Yeah, worry about don't worry about no, don't worry about Benny. <laughs> It'll be in the twenties. We will have uh, we'll, we'll have fun with him. So um, <laughs> I've heard Matt Novakovic is going as well. Ooh, the bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Now there is a mountain climber. Crikey, yeah. boys! Oh yeah. But is that okay. Arizona hilly? I don't know. That's really bad. Uh, well, uh, so far we've heard it's going to be more like. Uh, well, more like a trail one with a couple of hills up and down, up and down. <laughs> and oh, that sounds good. Like, uh, these, uh, really big climbs. Uh, there's not going to be those. So. Mm, nice. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they're going live. Are they going live on Facebook with Arizona? With Arizona? Don't think well, they are. Oh, it's, it's, it's a theory, Grace. I think they need. No, they won't go live, but they might go um, on the Instagram live thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah they'll, they'll do some as, as they did uh, in uh, so-called too. Uh, this, uh, yeah, Mark, Mark Patras was doing the uh, Instagram live for Spartan yeah. there. Not really sure what's happening since we're both racing. We won't have any updates until we are done. <laughs> we also have to change up our technique a little bit because VJ apparently caught on to our uh, sprint um, teamwork technique <laughs> in California. Because Nicola and I, we like to treat uh, this is an individual sport, and yes, we are racing each other, no doubt. Like we are racing to win both of us. But we like to treat it a little bit like a cycling team sport. So in the, in the sprint where we were both racing, Nikolai, he went out like a madman. Like he just went so hard for the first yeah. kilometer. And he would drag a uh, trailmaster Hammond, Steve Hammond would be there. <laughs> he, would, he would just hug, hook onto that one. Ryan Kent was like, you're not getting yeah, me. Just ah, get me. I'm American. I'm American. you guys. Yeah. American again. Hair all over the place. It was amazing. And then we were hoping for VJ to just like to bite onto Nikolai and then yeah. burn out because uh, I mean yeah he's he's in amazing shape but I don't think he has the experience of running that Nikolai has so mm-hmm. but VJ yeah. caught on he was just running right next to me on fifth or sixth or seventh place after a couple of hundred meters so I was yeah, like uh, uh. damn it VJ you're god damn it. <laughs> um, so that's when we did, I was doing the Pac-Man thing. I was just trying to catch people. Nikolai <laughs> down a little yeah. bit. So, and yeah, it yeah, worked well, well. Yeah, well, it worked. Well, it could have been better. <laughs> but yeah. I was going to say, uh, that works until you two both miss a spear or pick up the bag and go, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I the live and it was literally just like, Wobbly, wobbly in, in the thing. <laughs> if anybody wants an, an image actually um, uh, if you head over to Steve Hammond's Facebook uh, sorry Instagram page he's actually got a picture of Nikolai then uh, you guys chasing him it's quite funny you just see <laughs> almost like a perfect silhouette of all of you and then yeah, yeah, yeah. in the back and all you can see is his beard <laughs> yes that is yeah, yeah. a beautiful photo <laughs> Steve was running really well I'm amazed He's a great runner. And that's Mark Battress is coaching him as well, isn't he? Yeah. 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 yeah but it amazes me how he runs that fast with a camera and keeps it steady. He keeps up with the front runners and films them. It's incredible. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, you mean uh, Mark Battress? No, Steve. 
Because uh, oh, yeah, Steve yeah. normally does videoing for Spartan. Yeah. Yeah, but what people don't realise, he's an actually incredible runner. He is a yeah. runner. He ran real fast, yeah. Yeah, he, sure. went, he went out hard. Like uh, Aaron Wells, the new Spartan pro guy, he went out hard, just uh, put his head under his uh, arm and just went hard. And then, of course, like gassed out totally after half, like, uh, half the race. Um, but I remember the super Aaron, he was just running. He was actually leading the race. He was like, going so hard. And yeah, we yeah. talked to him afterwards. He was like, I just wanted to go hard and see how long it would last. And <laughs> that, that's, I don't think that's a sustainable technique. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah. Have you listened to, I'm giving away another podcast now, the Natural Running Network podcast? Oh, oh. right. So you're going, you're I'm, going. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to give these boys an inside tip. VJ's chatting to his coach all about the, uh, the race, and he mentions his race with you guys, and apparently, yeah, apparently you're running, Nikolai. He realised he couldn't keep up, which is why he had to back off. And it was only how the obstacles are spread out that allow him to caught up with the carries. So you got him on the run. So he 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 said he would have he said he would have blown up. Uh, we haven't heard it. Uh, no. Uh, so we will look into that. So what you need to do then, Nikolai, um, in this case, is look at the course for Arizona, work out where the heavy carries are. And you put the freaking, you drop the hammer, as he would say, before those, and get, get 30, 40 seconds lead on him. Yeah, exactly. Don't be, my games. Uh, he doesn't listen to his podcast. He doesn't know. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no one listens. Don't worry. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, like, we will, uh, like, of course, uh, well, it really much depends on uh, well, how much uh, the obstacles are, are spread out and where the heavy carries uh, also, it's on the course. We'll have to look into the course. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I think what I'm enjoying over here is that um, people are speaking out their competition a bit more. I, I think maybe Hunter may have been a little part of like influencing that. <laughs> Like, yeah, who do you want to beat? He's always like calling out people, like I want to beat this turd, and then <laughs> he's just going. So in Denmark, we we don't do that. We're at the start line. Everyone's like, "Oh, I'm so happy to race you. It's gonna be fun today." Yeah, yeah. that's an English thing as well. Though. It must be a European thing because we're not that English. Yeah, yeah. Maybe but over here, everyone's like calling out shit on each other before the race and and it's it's actually it's a lot of fun because then you finish racing and everybody's buddies like you're still friends and you uh, race each other and you're still like oh i want to beat you next time or something but you, i think i kind of like that um I, the fun way of being competitive over mm-hmm. here um yeah i think pretty so like we can be sitting here and be like oh vj we're gonna get you next time but i mean we're still hoping vj want to do a run with us in at california on next monday because he's a nice guy, and and I mean, I think like we're all getting along really well, so it's mm-hmm. good. I I enjoy like that li- kind of being uh, competitive over yeah. here. Um, we're a bit scared about it because listening into to especially sweet sweet Benny and Hunter, uh, we're getting a little scared that all these Americans would run us over with all their trash talk, and we couldn't really keep up. Yeah. Um. But um. No, it, everyone's super nice actually. The thing everyone's... is, you just start talking Danish, and they wouldn't know what you're saying, so it wouldn't matter anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I never think you're just talking. <laughs> so when you were just just put paint an image for me when you um went into that start gate for that first race. Let's just talk about the super for now, or even the sprint yeah. that. Yeah. Did, did you people look at you and go, Who, "Who's it?" Like, yeah. Did they start? Did you get a bit, or did anybody know you? Uh. Well, uh, the only guy uh, who knew me uh, was uh, Mark Patris. We know, but uh, 
So he was he was uh, he was uh, he was uh, speaking the race. But uh, well, um, he actually knew me uh, because I, I well uh, of course we have been raced uh, at the world two times before. So yeah, and we will uh, also went really close to, uh, together. But uh, I don't think like uh, maybe I know uh, probably uh, they have probably heard that we were coming uh, because we knew the organizers and at least uh, VJ and. Uh, and also Kent uh, knew that we were coming, uh, but I don't think like I didn't tell anyone like uh, was like uh, uh, like uh, will uh, t- like noticing me. Uh, I was just going a little bit in behind and just okay, let's. Uh, I'm gonna do this and uh, see what's happened. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you shut off at the start, everyone was just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just uh, well. Of course, uh, trying to keep up uh, with the uh, front uh, leader, and, uh, and I knew it was a lot of running in the beginnings. So I had a plan, like maybe run, run like uh, two miles up, and then uh, will, and then uh, try to make a kick. Uh, and I did, and I, and that's where I got the lead. Uh, the lead, yeah. yeah. But you could have been that guy. I mean, we always get it in Spartan when there's always that one guy that goes off like a steam train, and you're always, yeah. mate, this is a beast, not a sprint. You know, they thought that was you. They probably thought, don't worry, give him five minutes, he'll be yeah. coming back. Uh, yeah. And then after five miles, they were like, he's not coming back. <laughs> he's still not coming back. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be fun. But I, I was racing, well, I was actually, actually taking a, a little bit easy uh, the first uh, well, uh, uh, the first miles uh, of the Super because I was, you know, uh, I didn't uh, really knew uh, well, uh, how, uh, well, how good uh, shape uh, the other was. I, Mm. Kind of wanted to make sure I could, you know, at least uh, keep up. Uh, so, but uh, well, I found out I could. So, mm-hmm. I was just, uh, yeah, we'll uh, try to run ahead. So, <laughs> but it's like do more than keep up. Yeah, you guys turn up to Denmark, for instance, in a race. Everyone knows you. Everyone's talking about Liana Nikolai and probably Ida and all these other. You know, you turn up to USA. It must be quite nice being on the start line where you can just focus on you and yeah. not have that buzz. You know. I really like like to be the underdog actually yeah. like like don't know me because it, it's a uh, it's way more relaxed uh, like in in the beginning of the race uh, for sure for sure it's uh, mm. really just uh, well, we'll, get that now Arizona yeah. they'll all know you yeah, are well, <laughs> you got a rope round you yeah well we fucked that up <laughs> <laughs> so um, how long have you got left in the US now then so you've got Arizona coming up and then you're doing some more training. Yeah, we got we got about six or seven more days in uh, in the US now, and nice. um, yeah, that's amazing. I want to tell you guys about uh, the training we're doing here, but first, like we were so much underdogs, and people didn't know us at all in in California that they thought we were one person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For two days, we're like Nikolai Kufel, Kufel, where's that guy running around? Like, because um, we were the same shirt. Dude. Yeah, that was. Fun. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, um, when you finish in America and you're coming back to Europe, what are the main races? Obviously, the Euros, um, and I guess OCR Worlds. But um, are you going to be doing the toughest series? Is it Reborn in Denmark? What's the race series or <laughs> races? <laughs> so, um, so the training here is is winter training based, and the primary goal of going to America now is, I mean, it's a lot of fun doing the racing and. I, uh, but it's off, it's winter season, so racing is not uh, our primary focus, and we haven't been prioritizing our shape to be in good shape right now. Like uh, we are still in winter-based training, and these 12 days in Flagstaff of 
trying out altitude training, covering more miles than we probably would do normally and, and really prioritizing time for sleep and strength training and mobility, cross training, doing all those things is to build base for the upcoming season. Um, yeah. Two weeks after coming home, there's the first of the three series in the Danish uh, Reborn event series that we'll both do, but that's also in the winter time. So it's not it's not like we're trying to peak at that point. Um, the first peak of the season is definitely going to be around uh, European Championships in Poland this summer. Yeah. Um, we're actually testing out uh, how well we are uh, in shape for that type of racing in April when we're going to do the Barbarian race in Poland. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're having uh, a weekend with all the races. So we're going to do the Aero event, which is the short course, 200, 300 meters with technical stuff. And then I think it's a 13-kilometer course the next day with all the obstacles spread out. So I think that's a good indication of how are your arms ready for um, European champs? Because, I mean, it's definitely going to get crazy. I, I've been to Poland before, and these guys love technical obstacles. They're very talented at it. So uh, that's going to be a really good test. And we're going to have, like, an open invitation for the Barbarian race. And just I'm, I'm hoping you guys will come as well, like everyone from the UK. And I, I know we have a lot of people from Denmark going. Because if you're doing the European Championships this year in Poland – you want to know how the Polish race. So you, you you need to understand how they do OCR in Poland. It's a very tight knit community, and I think I think they're European leading in like how tight knit they are, how good the community is, how uh, much trust they have in the association, and and, and the obstacles. And uh, within technical obstacles, they're they're yeah. quite kind of crazy as well. Talking yeah. of Poland, Luke is there right now. Yeah, I'm in Poland now. I'm okay. still here for another day. Um, and Have I've you trained? Double, I have. I went for an eight-mile run today. And um, So I picked up a water bottle, and on the water bottle was Run Mageddon, an OCR event on water. No way! You know, so, yeah. Um, OCR in Poland is everywhere. I'm in Sanok, yeah. which is right down south on the right-hand side. Um, there isn't much here. It's kind of out in nowhere, but <laughs> so that is um crazy that it's all over the country um but yeah it's definitely a big thing over here i want to let me know if a barbarian race i'd love to try and fit that in if we can what yeah, yeah. Is, i think what it's the first weekend of april guys april okay there yeah, that's good I'm, there's no races in april so i have to look yeah. at that oh, yeah. you say first weekend oh fingers crossed i'm gonna look up that it's not you're not invited oh, yeah, who said you were coming? <laughs> I don't need, I don't need your advice, Jack. <laughs> That's I was going to say OCR audio trip. Oh. Leo, don't be too nice. <laughs> <laughs> Talking, um, you just mentioned there the 200, sort of 400 metre racing. Um, obviously, the Worlds this year, they're going to do that 100 metre race. Is that something you guys are looking to do? And they're actually doing it at Europeans as well. They could just call it the Ninja Track. Um, but it is a... a it is a sprint a European Championship event, um, so that is uh, quite interesting. I think for me, the sprint course is going to be a lot more prioritized than it is for Nikolai. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I'm I'm just there in Poland to like uh, will uh, try all all these different uh, will distance and all to like to push my limit to be faster on the technical obstacles. Uh, well, I'm not there to tr try to. Uh, like uh, do uh, very real. I w 
of course I will, uh, but I'm not. Uh, I have like uh, no uh, no expectations there because yes. I, I'm just uh, I'm just uh, you know uh, trying out the obstacles and uh, will try to be as fast as I can on the technical obstacles because I really need to improve that uh, mm-hmm. aspect of racing. Uh, yeah, just like uh, what I really need, uh, like uh, leading up to the European uh, champs, I need to uh, improve that for sure. And Nicola, is it the 15k at the Euros for yourself? That'll be your main race, the 15k. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, focus on the 15k. Yeah, for sure. I'm your biggest competitor, I reckon. I'm gonna give you your biggest run for your money. You're not even gonna be there. You're gonna be in Italy. So. <laughs> oh, what's this for? The European? Sorry, I, did, I thought you had to go away from my mother. I was completely away from there. Then I was talking about the world. So seriously, so professional. So professional. Are you doing Spartan European instead of uh, OCR European? Yeah. yeah. We'll be in Italy. Same weekend. Well, I actually wanted to go there uh, for sure because it, it turns a proper like mountain OCR race. Uh, so yeah. I, I would really love to go there. But yeah. We'll Don't worry. Be- Come with us, Nikolai. We'll 7,000 7, feet of elevation last year at the Dolomites. Ooh. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. That's- I think we all would have done. We all would have done both Europeans if they hadn't have been on the same day. That was poor planning. Um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, no, just on board. Yeah, as soon as they said it was Italy, I was like, "That is going to be the best post-race pizza I've ever had." So <laughs> I've got to go there. I want. I want to hear you guys' uh, points on. Um, we haven't talked to any of these guys yet. We should probably just uh, write them and ask. But what do you think, Circa, Jonathan Albon, and Albert Soleil is going to choose to do that weekend? Poland or Dolomites? Albert, Albert will go Spartan. Albert and Serge, I would go Spartan. Oh, yeah, yeah. And John might do the OCR. He yeah. won't do Europeans. John won't do Europeans. Jo- no. 7,000 feet to John is nothing, is it? After a sky yeah. race, he'll go, I'll go to Poland and get the technical stuff in. Something different, I reckon. So you think Albert and Serge will do Spartan and John will probably be in Poland? Yeah, but it depends at the end of the Sorry season. Sorry, bubble, Leon. Yeah, if John wants to do maybe the OCR Worlds in Tahoe as like goal race, big race, maybe he'll do Europeans to try and get a big championship kind of under his belt before he goes. So. Yeah, and what what are the price money for the Spartan European? Um, they haven't released the one yet for the championship events, uh, but it'd be somewhere around about five thousand, maybe more. Wow. For the winner? I was pretty stoked about winning Euros but I, um, last year, but I got a thousand Euros. <laughs> um, and then we I was like... You want to do Spartan now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really don't want to do Spartan in Europe. Uh, you know that I really don't want to go to the... I mean, I, I can't walk today. I'm, I'm really... Like, <laughs> is telling me right now. When you guys are talking about it, I'm like, no, I really don't want to go. It's uh... <laughs> you, were, you were running in the Grand Canyon, can I point out? You were just doing like a normal run. It was the Grand Canyon. Yeah, it was pretty big. It was, uh, yeah. but Tahoe uh, really, isn't as big, isn't won't be as hard as that. Morzine right. might. Be. Yeah, Morzine. You picked a good one there, Nikolai. Morzine, honestly, it was yeah. lovely. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Well, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, but that's what is also that, the week after uh, Poland. Uh, yeah, I think it's a week after. Uh, yeah. Week after. yeah, yeah, So very uh, close, but um, yeah, it's yeah, an amazing yeah. race. You'll love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be really good. It is a shame to have it uh, Spartan and, and OCR European the same weekend. I think, mm-hmm. um, I, especially I mean, 
not so much for me because I, I would definitely prioritize Asia European champs. Uh, I think it's more for uh, what I'm naturally good at and what my training is more, I think, what kind of training I think is more interesting to do. Mm-hmm. But for a guy like Nikolai, for yeah. Sergei, for Alban, for uh, Albert Soleil, and for, uh, I mean, the other three really fast Russian guys, I think it's... Um, yeah. Sergei, Sergei, Sergei. Sergei. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Sergey, Anton, and you're thinking yeah. Piotr. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. we're going to have uh, some interesting Polish guys at the European Champs because I think mm-hmm. they're going to have a home field advantage that's going to help them out a lot. And uh, who knows if they'll have insights into obstacles and stuff. So they, they're going to, I mean, the Polish people, uh, the Polish athletes, I'm, I'm really interested to see how they'll do especially within the women's divisions at European Championships. I'm very interested to see how that goes because um, um, I, I know the Danish girls will train hard to do well at Euros, but mm. I think that the, there is a group of Polish female athletes who we normally don't see doing well in international events because of the running, but maybe that will change up there. So that's um, it's quite interesting to see, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. There's going to be some... Uh... Polish athletes coming out of the woodwork um, and if you looked at the OCR indoor championships recently um, no, no. the guy that won that I can't pronounce his name so I won't try but the winner was Pol- no, 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 pronounce it pronounce it Wojciech yeah Wojciech won it yeah oh maybe we just need Leon on the podcast we need Leon to voice over my pronunciations but yeah so he's a, a kind of a standout Polish athlete that I think ran age group at the um, OCR Worlds. But yeah, he did he pretty good. He did the sprint in 18, I think, 20-something. Mm. His uh, little brother kicked my ass in, at Barbarian Race Arrow in the final uh, mm. this summer. They're a group of three or four brothers that are training pretty hardcore together. And uh, I think Wojciech, uh, the bigger brother, is like, he's the one who's thundering out right now. He's very motivated and... Um, He's doing quite well. So they're very engaged in the sport, and I think they're doing it full-time. I think they're – I'm pretty oh, wow. confident they're doing this full-time. Isn't it interesting, like, uh, you made a good point there. Um, I've just been reading a book recently. Yes, I do read, and I can read. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it did have pictures, and it was an audio book, so I suppose I'm not reading <laughs> at all. <laughs> but anyway – <laughs> as I go, um, and they were saying, making a good point about like training with, as a group, as a group or as a team, and mm-hmm. like you two clearly do really well training together. You made a point there about the brothers, and that there is something in that, isn't it? If you get a group of guys and they're all fighting off each other girls, and they're all sort of band training, training together, and it really does pull you along. You know, you look at the Brownlee brothers in triathlon is a big example of that. Um, the Norwegian brothers, the Ingebrigtsen brothers, yeah. Uh, from Norway, the triathlon guys. So uh, Nikolai, who is our uh, main planner of all the training because of his uh, degree in sports science, uh, he, he he explained to me that you can have uh, as sophisticated a training program as you want and, and everything. But yeah. the most important thing is to have a specific and motivated training environment. Yeah. Because well it will it has to be like uh, it will uh, sustainable and it's and and it helps it's and it just helps a lot to have a group to like keep you motivated like all year because you can ha- have a like very specific plan 
play you do alone and it's probably going to be good but and it's probably uh, going to work for uh, some guys but not everyone uh, but mm-hmm. i think the most uh, like uh, the most efficient way to do is like to like to train in a group uh, and to have these uh, common goals Mm-hmm. And to like, uh, uh, like, um, like, uh, like learn from each other and uh, the uh, uh, like the weakness and uh, and the uh, and, and these and these strong sides we can like uh, really use and uh, blend it together in the training. Mm-hmm. We have a like, big. I need to meet friends. I need to find me two friends into OCR. I reckon. We need yeah. to be friends with each other. Yeah, Tasha. We live so far away from each other. We've been trying to get a training day together forever. Oh. I mean, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How far away from each other are you guys? I actually thought you were living somewhere close. No, I'm three hours from Jack, but I'm only an hour and a bit from Natasha, but she never wants to train. It took two <laughs> hours last time. We're both working I'm inviting you to calisthenics, Luke. I'll, I'll be there Wednesday. Do it. Right. Uh, Leo, Nikolai. So you just mentioned uh, the Polish guys that they're pretty much training for full time now. How far are you guys away from maybe doing this as a sport full time? Um, Nikolai graduated uh, a bit more than a year ago and he yeah. didn't take a job. Um, so what he did was he invested a lot of time in our two businesses, OCR Training Denmark yeah. and OCR Vesta yeah. EU. Mm-hmm. So uh, being a full time athlete, we are still not quite there, but we primarily uh, spend our working time on projects that are involved within OCR, like OCR yeah. Vested EU or OCR Training Denmark. Yes. So it's not like we are only doing uh, uh, training. We do, uh, like, we have actually uh, kind of a lot of work uh, with, with the OCR Training Denmark, yeah, uh, where we mm-hmm. do all these events. And I do a bit of um, personal training and I do some uh, online coaching too. I also have to, like, oh, of course, uh, have to... Uh, but focus on that, and that's also like it. Well, it takes times, but it's good because we can, we can really. Uh, well, it's better because we can prioritize uh, our time and and the trainings. So it still gives a uh, a huge advantage, and it's like almost uh, like a full time uh, training. But we're not quite there yet. We're not quite no. there yet. And we definitely feel like right now when we're training three to four hours uh, or two and a half to four hours a day, that it, it's it's pretty hard to put in the time we want to put into OCR Training Denmark yeah. and, and our projects. And yeah. um, But, I mean, it's it's good fun. And we, we're pretty dedicated. It's not just posting training events. We do a lot more. We're quite engaged in the associational work here in Denmark. We have a full-time intern in OCR Training Denmark who's helping us out there. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, well, I'm also uh, I'm I'm working a bit more than Nikolai in the sense that I also teach at university. Um, mm-hmm. I have um, five classes of managerial economics I teach each semester um, after graduating. It's it's good fun and it's uh, it's good way to it it pays really well. So and I I love teaching. It's always been my I think plan C or D in life uh, <laughs> to teach, uh, and I really enjoy it. So, but being there where we can say that we only do things that is meant to make us better athletes. We're not quite there yet. Um, I, I'm not sure. Like if we really ask ourselves like deep, deep down, if we want to get there, like some days, of course, the answer is just a straight out yes. But we love being engaged with the OCR community in Denmark and all over the world. Like we, we love 
being being part of coaching people, setting up the biggest and most awesome training events in Denmark. We have great partners within uh, Garmin, Innovate, Red Bull. So we, we have a lot of stuff that we do there. Uh, we're helping out. Uh, we're talking well with almost every organizer of the OCR events in Denmark. And if they call us and they want to chat for an hour about whatever, we are open to chatting with them. Like we, we enjoy being that much engaged in uh, in the sport. And yeah, I think so. I mean, only doing this for to become a better athlete. I think um, I think for me, uh, I would need that a little bit more, which is the, our engagement in in the community and the way we drive our yeah. businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no? that was a long answer to a short question. Sorry. <laughs> no, that was a good in depth answer. You answered everything. That was good. <laughs> yeah, pockets done. Right. <laughs> Do you run any camps, like a week or five-day camps that people can come go to? Go to uh, Mike's gym, don't you? Do something. Yeah, we then. go to uh, we visit Mike's gym, but we primarily spend spend our time in Mabea Fitness Camp. This spring, we're hosting three boot camps to Spain. Um, the first one is actually happening uh, from the first of March, and four days is going to be a mini boot camp um, where we're doing just a Friday through Monday. Um, I'll be the coach on that one. In April, yeah. Nikolai is bringing a five or six day trail running camp. Yeah, we will just, yeah, well, we're going to run mountains and, uh, yeah, we'll have fun. <laughs> so. Oh, you're not doing it, Neon. <laughs> no, I, um, I want to do it, but I'm actually doing a race in uh, Portugal that weekend. Nice. Well, nice. Yeah. What race? <laughs> it's called the OCR Police Challenge. So I'm, I'm really oh. stoked about this. It's oh. the biggest one in Portugal and it's held in, uh, I'm going to butcher the name of the city, uh, Vichu. I think VCU. I'm not. I have no you clue. You'll have a go, Luke. You're you're the you're the best at these things. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he got it right. He got it right. Maybe. <laughs> so Nico, I will do the trail camp, but I'm I'm actually uh, joining him for uh, a bit of running in the Sierra Nevada mountains, which are also in high altitude, before the trail camp. So yeah. we'll do our our own little pre-camp before the trail camp. <laughs> how good. do you find out? How do you find out the dates and how do we book on? Everything is uh, put up as Facebook events on OCR Training Denmark Facebook page. Awesome. And uh, <laughs> now, actually, I think I think the boot camps we do in Spain are put up in English because uh, our agent in Spain, the Trip Extreme, is mm-hmm. owned by a Danish guy. But we've had uh, we have have people from other places in Europe to join the camps as well. Um, and that is definitely an option. And if you guys are interested in, in putting up maybe a UK trip to Mabea Fitness Camp or Mike's Gym, you can easily do that uh, via uh, Trip Extreme with Thomas down there because he organizes everything from Spain. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, I mean, definitely a possibility to, to make the same kind of setup as we're having with Thomas from Trip Extreme. Um, yeah, because yeah, he's a nice guy and it's just easier that you don't have to take care of like payment or chatting with every everyone about picking them up in the airport you don't want to do all those things that's horrible like let, no. let thomas do those things that is yeah. what he does and then we just help with making an amazing camp and bringing down people to spain we're doing yeah. uh, our, our 10th uh, boot camp with trip extreme in may actually wow yep. it's amazing then pretty good oh, may's that may's a blimmin busy month isn't it boys with spartans it is may is a busy one with two spartan events yeah month, it is so. it is yeah. Also right. in Denmark, well, we have uh, we have uh, like Ultimate uh, Oceara in Stockholm, and we have uh, t- Toughest Malmo. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go there. You also. I'll be there. Yeah. We'll both be at yeah. the first race yeah, yeah. of the Toughest series, but 
we haven't committed to racing the toughest series this year. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if Nikolai is gonna, um, yeah, crush some sweets and, uh, and toughest, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. And uh, for me, toughest is a good place to see how good your your shape is, like because mm-hmm. the competition there is incredible, and they're running really fast. So yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, Ludwig, Ludwig, who won the toughest series last year, he just did an 854 3000 meter. That's 854 for 3000 meters. That is, that he actually beat Nikolai's record, which is really fun. Um, so, because <laughs> Nikolai uh, raced the one last year, he was like, I'm never doing it again because he did 859, yeah. which is an amazing feat. To do 3,000 meters in just nine minutes. He was like, I'm It's good enough for me. <laughs> good enough for me. You're going to go and, again. You're going to go and just try and beat him and get your record yeah, back. Maybe. Well, we, uh, well, like, we have a couple of, of these, uh, like, uh, well, uh, track races in Denmark, like, we also really uh, love to do, but it, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's really hard to fit in uh, the OCR season because uh, there's, it's not that we need races. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so uh, <laughs> uh, you can so, um, so you guys have mentioned some of the companies that you're working with, uh, Garmin, Innovate. Um, do you want to go a bit more in depth and let us know kind of the length of your involvement with these companies? Is Red Bull one of them as well? Yeah, um, none, none of us are, are Red Bull athletes. This is not a, a Red Bull cap. This is ju- uh, this is oh. a Stay Sky cap. Uh, running performance apparel from uh, from Denmark, <laughs> which we are both uh, involved in. So nice. the way that we are engaged in uh, in Red Bull is that they're supporting us via OCR Training Denmark. So when you come mm-hmm. to an OCR Training Denmark event, there is probably a Red Bull for you. Um, and Sign me up. Yeah, coming in. And then the Red Bull Conquer the Castle is coming back in 2019. Yep. It was an amazing first time uh, Red Bull event. And I mean... That was just great. Like the Red Bull All In in Germany was great as well. I yeah, think there's the, some like, really fun events. They're putting that. up. They really know how to say. They they know how to prioritize the funds to make a really good event. Um. So the Conquer the Castle. We're really excited about that, and that is how we are involved with the uh, with Red Bull Denmark. We we're gonna help them out a bit there, and um, hopefully um, yeah, just get that event uh, up and rocking too. It was amazing in 2018. I can't believe how well that event was for a first-time event. And it's well, just going to be even better this year. So that, that yeah. it, there was a couple of Brits there as well. I think uh, Jake Dillnut was there racing. and Yeah. yeah. Uh, nice. That's cool. So um, any other companies you want to give a shout-out to? Oh, yeah. I mean, Innovate, of course. It's um, Innovate UK. We're, we're involved with the headquarter there. They're doing a oh, lot of – they're helping us a, a lot with, like, the gear. Mm-hmm. Um Especially shoes, we're we're testing out a lot of the gear that they have there. The graphene shoes we've been testing. I'm still so stoked about the X talents, but the new shoes they put out, the park cloth for running in like parks and just everywhere. Yeah. I, I mean I ran the Grand Canyon in those shoes and we running Yeah, we love the park cloths. The park cloth are yeah. a new damn favorite <laughs> shoe. That is it's just yeah. a really good, like normal running shoe. The, the thing is that we, we normally have to bring in like a normal road racing shoe for mm-hmm. doing just flat racing if we're not doing trails um, but the park clause solved that problem for us like we that's a good like normal running shoe yeah yeah and for distance as well and it's still got a bit of uh you know of course you have to take on like uh, at least uh, the uh, dry trails uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're both wearing the 210s aren't you the bright orange ones mine just got stolen in uh, california so i'm um, oh, the americans about, uh, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> you, should get, you should both get signature red ones with a Danish flag on. That would be epic. Ooh, oh, yeah. We're going to do that. That would be beautiful. How cool would that be? We were in a running store uh, yesterday called Run Flagstaff, and they had new track running sprint spikes in there red was, and white. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we're probably not going to use any sprint on the track, but the shoes were Yeah, it was just... <laughs> yeah, we were there, like, as... as but yeah, so Innovate, we have a really good collaboration with them. Garmin, we do a lot of things with Garmin. We just shot a really nice video with them, a full-day video before leaving here for America. Uh, we are yeah. currently testing out the new Garmin Phoenix 5 Plus, uh, which is uh, one of the top model watches. It has built-in, oh. uh, of course, maps. Of, you can download maps of everywhere, which is pretty badass. You don't need to connect your phone for that. Yeah. <laughs> it has, um, I mean, I use Spotify here so you, i just connect the watch directly to my bluetooth headset mm-hmm. but the most badass thing is that we can pay we can pay whatever we want with like with this watch so we just like i mean pay we love that i haven't uh, used a credit card <laughs> no, no. only very dangerous no that's good yeah <laughs> no i mean it's amazing because uh how many runs haven't we had where we got so dried out of energy that we just needed food <laughs> hey, babies on our way home and the credit card just wasn't there and you're like, fuck, I just We need something. Yeah. That'd be quite a good game. What's the weirdest thing you've bought with your Garmin Pay watch? I bet (laughs) pretty cool answers during a run. Liam's Uh, vegetarian pizza and ice. (laughs) Uh, Well, we have been, we have been ordering, um, uh, burritos yeah. we, we got burritos from like a Mexican food uh, food truck and he looked at us like are you going to pay what you watch and we're like yep. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing we got in America we landed yeah. at LAX went straight to burritos thing. that was um, yeah going to pay with your watch before you guys go and do your 15th hour of training today um just a quick chat. You guys doing the coaching for OCR Federation in Europe? Yes. When does that start and what's that all about? Actually, I'm happy you brought it up because I, I wanted to mention it myself. Uh, here the second weekend of March, we are hosting the first European uh, World OCR uh, coaching uh, program. So it's a three-day course. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a three-day course held in, uh, in Copenhagen, really close to the airport, amazing OCR facilities there. Um, and it's going to be the level one educational course. So there's going to be a total of three levels, but this is going to be the first level one in Europe. Um, there has been a level two in Manila in, uh, in Singapore, but that's the only place in the world where level two has been. And uh, the entire goal of hosting, um, um, education like this is to facilitate some kind of structure of how to become an OCR coach. Cause, um, at the moment, if you, throw in a, a sprint and a super medal and maybe an international medal you are an OCR coach uh, if you say it <laughs> don't you say a word Luke don't you say a word <laughs> and then I mean that that's kind of been the requirement for when you are ready to teach uh, bigger groups or do personal training and I think for some athletes that's fine like if you have a broad like uh, if you really like educated yourself within what's necessary for coaching other people how uh, maybe you took a personal trainer course or something like this. But a lot of people want to be instructors of OCR, like go to a gym and teach OCR in a gym, but they don't have 
the means to facilitate the knowledge or how to do. So this course is going to make it an opportunity and a possibility for people in Europe to finally get like a piece of paper that says you are now ready and now you have the knowledge and the skill to teach a class. And because we have, I think, seven OCR gyms in Denmark and um, and it's, 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 it's pretty good. And we want to help those gyms know that the people they hire to teach the class Mm-hmm. that they can do that without uh, the entire class uh, being dead within uh, 30 minutes uh, or having lost an arm or gotten a shoulder <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. yeah well, well it's, it's about like uh, raising uh, the standard of coaching and also make uh, sure we all have the uh, same like um, background uh, knowledge about it because uh, mm-hmm. it, it can Team like a uh, very uh, simple. Uh, well, um, only to tell, well, I'm gonna tell you how to do rings and obstacles. Yeah, but uh, sure, there's a lot of like uh, all these. Uh, uh, if you wanna like uh, uh, you know uh, develop as an athlete, like uh, there's all these uh, you know uh, well uh, progressions and also you, and you gotta adapt to like every kind of level. And we've seen a, a, a lot of like. Um, physical levels uh, going into Russia and and not everyone is ready to tackle all the obstacles they're not ready uh, can we want to make uh, you know um, make sure like all the coaches like have the same background uh, knowledge uh, to take uh, care of that and and to pro- uh, will and to uh, and to progress in a way that uh, is more healthy and uh, yeah. and so they're not getting injured. Yeah. No, but yeah. Also, thinking then um, the element of sharing knowledge is also quite important here. Like, yeah, create a, um, a set of where, because there's a lot of talented people who can, can coach and who have been uh, coaching OCR for a while. I'd love to join uh, uh, training at your place, Jack, and hear you guys' thoughts about how to yeah. do the different things and how to prepare. And But it's just... We, I would we teach you a lot. So we, in, in, but in order to, to get, <laughs> we gotta share, share the knowledge. So it's yeah. not like those two people who know how to do things are just one. Because we we gotta pull everyone up to the same level. Yeah, and it's a huge step for um, OCR, isn't it? And a huge step for the federation to to say, look, guys, if we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this properly worldwide, we've got to be like you say, teaching on the same page and have that progression going forward. And yeah, it's, it's really good. Yeah, definitely. Two big things come out of what you guys just said was safety in OCR, people learning yeah. the correct and safe techniques is a huge thing that yeah, has been overlooked until this qualification or certificate is now well, let's, here. Let's be honest, there's quite a few big races gone under because they overlook safety. So, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. exactly. So, um, it- and the second thing is OCR culture, bringing Danish OCR culture, UK, all together, so we can everybody can learn from each other, which is a huge thing, which hasn't happened as much till now, really. Exactly, Luke, and that's Jack, important. I think we need to go and have a weekend with these guys. We need We're to. We're inviting ourselves over. You guys, <laughs> you, we need to, yeah, it would be amazing to have you guys visit for a weekend. Uh, we can definitely hook that up for some good training. Nicola is moving to Copenhagen in hopefully soon, so. Yeah. Uh, uh, we can facilitate some really interesting training there, visit yeah. some of the uh, major gyms where they do some of the OCR stuff, and then we'll take you guys for some good runs and stuff. That would be amazing. And um, and I, I uh, look, you had such a good point right there that 
we need to be capable of creating more of a, a, a unison way of thinking of OCR. So uh, otherwise, we're going to end up in 10 years and then the UK scene is only the UK scene and then the Scandinavian scene is only the Scandinavian scene and yeah. we're going to have the Southern European, only going to be the Southern European kind of style. But we, we need to, um, if we are to go to a place where OCR at some point is going to be uh, not split into different uh, worlds, but where there's going to be a general no- uh, acknowledgement of a world championship and potentially an Olympic setup, Mm-hmm. We need we need to think of this as to being a world project, not a national yeah. project, and definitely yeah. not just a, a a postal code project. Uh, where yeah. oh, I only so teach true. my style of OCR at this place. You gotta at least have the knowledge to to spread it out and share that. And mm-hmm. we're coaching about a thousand people a year, and uh, we really want everyone to do um, like the Danish races. You want to have people try to do Red Bull, uh, conquer the castle, and we want to p- have people try to do. Uh, the reborn events because we think that those organizers have an international way of setting a cool standard of OCR racing. But mm-hmm. if people ask us about doing Spartan, Tough Mudder, uh, Toughest, uh, Ultimate OCR, uh, Barbarian Race, or whatever, like we are still like, of course, everyone should go explore, and we are we want to help them go explore. So we don't want to limit ourselves to only force like tell people to do uh, racing with our partners we want people to travel the world and explore and we want mm-hmm. them because exploring different types of racing is exploring you as an athlete and yeah, if you can go in depth with figuring out what kind of athlete you are and use that as a motivation to develop yourself i think that's just incredible and um, if developing yourself as, as an athlete means becoming a coach to find out more about yourself via coaching, mm-hmm. go for it. Definitely that, go that's for That's how it. I started. I, I personally didn't do it to make money as coaching. I did it because I was interested personally. And then I realized I was starting to learn a lot more and know a lot more than the general public anyway. So it was worth making money from that point of view it's, it, yeah. within business. But yeah, 100%, I get what you're saying. Um but I'm I, kind of um, disappointed that there's too many races to fit in because I really wanted to go to things that do more European style racing because it's so different and I'd re- I'm not great technically because I've only just started so that would have been real good test of what where I'm at at that style of racing and what do I need to do to get better at that and actually is there a potential to be competitive in it rather than just the longer distance more running races and yeah it's almost a shame that the calendar's so full that that exploring yeah. and adventure is yeah. difficult. I think for you, Natasha, I would definitely recommend trying to do some of the OCR series stuff. It's it's a little bit more long distance, like 19 kilometer running. Yeah. And the obstacles there are also the type of obstacles you see at the World Championship. So it's really good training for uh, OCR worlds. Um, yeah. And Nicola and I, we've been starting with this as well. We have a lot of backup from Denmark that are expecting us to do every single Danish uh, OCR event. And mm-hmm. it we just at the point now where we've done those same events for the past three years and we got to prioritize like, because yeah. if we want to go to Tahoe or, and do uh, Spartan race worlds, that's a, a prioritization that's going to cost a lot like on what we can do at home. If we want to do a uh, world championship, that's mean uh, OCR worlds. That means we got to prioritize some of the Danish events like that. If we want to do the toughest series, we're going to compromise almost everything of the season just yeah. for that series or yeah. if we want to do OCR series. So making that choice is so hard. And I think um, it's it's a question of, as an athlete, facilitating um, progress in the direction you want to go. 
Like if you wanna if you wanna focus on, for example, OCR series and you're already a pretty good athlete, I definitely would recommend anyone uh, to reach out to OCR series and see if they can help you out, stuff like that. So um, you got you to gotta facilitate your own success uh, for racing the races you want to do, and that's what we're trying to do. And um, for me, going a bit more all over Europe to explore is my mm-hmm. conquest of this uh, spring season. I'll be in Portugal and Sweden and Poland and, and trying to get around to see how things are working out. I'd love to come to the UK to do a race there as well, where I think Nikolai is more focusing on um, more of a serious kind of a setup, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I've also been looking into uh, uh, the OCR series too, um, uh, because it, they are long. I like, mm. I like long, long. I like long races. <laughs> and they also, you know, have a really good uh, uh, a mix of these obstacles, like... Uh, uh, heavy carries and uh, technical obstacles and they got everything. And uh, I, I need to focus, uh, focus on also um, on what I think is really fun and, and what I'm really good at. And, and that's also why I'm also going to do a couple of these Spartan races too, uh, also in Europe. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, for sure, uh, we have a little bit of... Uh, have different uh, setup, and I'm, I'm gonna challenge me, and I'm gonna challenge myself to do like this really technical stuff in Poland too, because I need to develop that uh, skill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, excellent. So, where can people follow these adventures all around Europe? Then, is it through Instagram, Facebook? How can we connect with you? Uh, we primarily uh, we wanted to do more broad social media stuff, but uh, we slowly also realized that it's really time consuming and t- and tough. So we try to centralize. All the stuff we do to uh, to Instagram primarily, we do have Facebook pages that we use, um, mm-hmm. and any any place you search for Leon Kofel or Nikolai Dam Facebook Instagram, it it should uh, hopefully pop up at this time. Yeah. Um, a thing that I, I've been introducing since World Champs is to do uh, uh, race recaps on uh, on my blog. It's on leonkofel.com. Um, mm-hmm. The latest blog post is actually about our training here in Flagstaff, where we're explaining each and every single training we're doing and um, like what have we done? Like we're not going in depth with each session, but more yeah. like this training we're doing. And then we're explaining the idea of our general training program setup. And we are explaining the idea of, of altitude training. So I think uh, those uh, the blog is kind of the place where we can geek out a bit more. So for the people who are interested in reading more, in depth of why did we do a th- almost four hour run uh, <laughs> and how does that fit in a, in a week of training that's we kind of try to put that out there so we can go a bit more in depth with uh, some of the more nerdy things and also we did cover the spartan races on the blog we're going to do the next one arizona there as well which is going to be uh, a point of view kind of experience of how it is to be uh, it's going to be from my eyes uh, how are you how is that going to feel in the race um, so we try to go a bit more in depth on, on that part, especially, um, I do with all my racing and, uh, mm-hmm. but otherwise, yeah, Instagram, I yeah. think, uh, any, I, uh, yeah, yeah we'll, uh, primarily also do, uh, just Instagram, uh, Nikolai Tam underscore Lucia and also have a, also have a Facebook page, uh, with this, with the same name. Uh, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we will link both those Instagrams and the blog as yeah, well yeah. to this episode. So it gives people an instant way to find you guys yeah. and see these adventures because they sound amazing. It looks like you can have an epic um, year and I'm sure that we'll all catch up at one stage 
uh, throughout the year, guys. It's good, sure. it's, it's good fun, and I mean, I hope to see you guys join for some of the events. If you're free to join for Poland in the first weekend of April, I'll be making, I think I'm making a Facebook event on my uh, athlete page to see who, who wants to go and everything. So collect a big, uh, hopefully international crowd to come. And for everyone who's listening, and of course you guys as well, just whenever you feel like it, just reach out on Instagram or wherever. So we're quite interested in chatting about uh, the stuff we're doing here. And we're having a lot of people write us about uh, both the training and, and, yeah, actually about everything here. So uh, feel free. It's it's interesting for us as well to share what we're doing. And um, it's good fun. Nice. And, uh, amazing. Awesome yeah. stuff. Right, well, I'm going to take my um, my one trophy in international racing. Going to go coach some people. That's great. No, uh, thanks a lot, guys. Amazing for joining us. Great uh, luck in Flagstaff. Hope you get some great results. Yeah, we'll be rooting you on. It's going to be uh, it was going to be a fun year, and we hope to see you guys like hopefully sooner than later. Seriously, it would be a lot of fun to hang out. Awesome. A really great talk. It was uh, nice, nice chatting with you guys. Good luck in Arizona, guys. Well, thank Thanks, you. Guys. Thanks, guys. How do I pronounce your name, Thomas Van Tonder? Um, yes, that's the closest you're going to get to it. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> trust me, that's the closest I will get to it for sure. <laughs> Thomas Van Tonder. This is Ryan Kent, and you've been listening to OCR Audio. Uh, I'm Ian Hosick, and you've been listening to OCR Audio.